everybody, welcome back to the Making Permaculture Stronger podcast with today's theme being living design process. Thanks to Alec Higgins, a friend I met through Making Permaculture Stronger, for not only um, requesting this, this conversation where he's aspiring to become a professional permaculture design consultant working with more living processes. And so we had this conversation and he was also kind enough to let me share it with you. Uh, living design process is a huge passion of mine. The conversation sourced in the, in the pioneering, radical, deep and profound work of Christopher Alexander. And as a placeholder name, I'm giving to an approach to design that is all about reharmonizing with the way the rest of life so reliably creates wholeness, life and beauty. And part of what this means is it's not about assembling elements to form whole systems and other part is that it's nothing to do with any kind of master planning. And even those two reasons alone mean it's a radical transformation of how we usually even think about what design is, part of which is dissolving design back into creation, into creative process. We just finished our first online workshop, eight sessions over nine weeks. Wonderful experience and uh, there's a a real sense in me and participants too, the course had so much life in it that it's out and about. I'm really excited not only for these opportunities for people to to learn about living design process and start living into their own questions about how can each of us breathe more aliveness into our own processes of design and creation. And this is not exclusive to landscape design or garden design at all. The dynamics of any living of a living process um, are as applicable to how we design our days uh, and weeks and months and lives and our family dynamic and our businesses and the way we build homes and, and other structures and so on. I'm excited that these courses are leading into an ongoing membership community where over months and years we can resource each other to deepen our design process literacy and start to really reliably uncover new layers of life in our processes and hence in the in the outcomes, the actual tangible, physical, experienceable outcomes we, we can generate in the world. And I'll be diving more into the subject as we move forward. If you are interested, by the way, in this stuff, then Go and check out livingdesignprocess.org. There's another course kicking off in August, and I would love your help. You might be considering it yourself. It might feel relevant to your own development and evolution as a designer creator, or you may know someone who you can point towards this course. I'm a creator. I, I create stuff. I create approaches like this. I suck at marketing, and so if you see any value in what I'm doing and, and this approach, I appreciate it if you can put in front of people for whom it might have resonance and and relevance. Uh, What else to say? I think that's about it. Let's jump into the chat with Alec. I'm going to share this in two installments. It's a very long and juicy conversation. I mean, it was probably six months ago we had the actual conversation, and I'm grateful to Alec for for co-creating it with me. Hope you enjoy. Let me know what you make of it in the comments, and I will catch you in the second installment, which will be the next episode. Here we are, I'm in conversation with Alec today, speaking to me from Tennessee, and do you want to set the scene a little bit, Alec, and, and, and just re- remind me of why you're interested to chat today? Yeah, sure. So I'm uh, currently a full-time farmer on a regenerative farm here in Tennessee, and I've been, I came into farming through permaculture, basically, like I got interested in the, really in the politics and economics of it first, and kind of got 
sucked into it as an idea that I was very attached to um, and eventually ended up using farming as a way of doing something for a living that was related to it. And I feel like I want to get back on track of that more sort of creative engagement with living systems that permaculture promises rather than just a sort of grind of, um, of farming, which even it's more regenerative aspects can feel like you're fighting, you're fighting the system rather than, than working with it. Um, and so I'm at a point where I think I've got enough experience on the land to have something to offer in a design capacity. I've been um, on a very similar path to you, I think, in terms of my reading about design. You know, I've picked up on Christopher Alexander and Alan Savory uh, a long time ago and been kind of working through that material and trying to absorb it. Um, so as I move into thinking about doing design with other people and making it at least part of my uh, living, hopefully, um, I wanted to talk to you as someone who's gone down this path already and get a really good start in understanding how it's worked for you so far and avoiding any mistakes that might kind of lead me down the wrong path in this in this uh, journey. Mm, wonderful. It sounds great. As you're talking, I was thinking, wow, it would be exciting to me if I could help someone skip my first five years. <laughs> <Something like that. laughs> yeah, Because I, yeah. You know, I started out kind of doing what the books told me and what I've learned. And, and it was a gradual process of finding my discomforts with that and slowly evolving my practice to, to something that resonated more. So you, yeah, hopefully you can skip all of that. Uh, yeah. Just, just like that. It'll be easy. easy. <laughs> I've run into the good stuff. Cool. Well, yeah. I mean, I imagine you have, you have questions and I mean, I've, I've got some, but I don't know if you want to you know, speak to what's most alive or what the biggest questions are for you right now. We will, take as it comes yeah sure so i think um i mean one area of questioning is kind of the design process itself which i think i feel like i have an, uh, a decent understanding of what i want to try and probably the best way to learn that is going to be through doing it um so as much as you want to talk about that i'm happy to kind of delve into like what your actual process is i've seen some of the materials you put out explaining you know specific projects so i feel like i have a, a decent idea and I have an idea of kind of how I want to approach it, which I can let you critique if you want. Mm -hmm. uh, but I'm also really at that stage of trying to think about how I'm going to connect with people to do this work and kind of the, you know, hitting that wall of finding language that makes this accessible, that doesn't sound woo-woo or vague, but also doesn't lose the real meaning of, of what it is. I'm trying to figure out how to engage with people, both in the sense of like explaining it to them and also the kind of pattern of work, like going how are you leading someone through this process? Um, how are you charging for it? Which is not initially going to be my main focus. It's not going to be making a living off it, but I want to have an understanding of how that fits in. Yeah. Um, what kind of, uh, yeah, what kind of system you can you can bring people into that makes them feel comfortable and gives you the time to engage with it fully. Yeah. Um, yeah. And also just who, like who are you doing with this with? Are you finding that there are people who are ready for this kind of material or are you creating those people by teaching them about it or um you know are there red flags when you meet people that say actually this is probably not going to be a good fit that kind of thing um so yeah a lot more around that kind of engagement with people and and um setting off on the right the right way to explain this and bring people along with me mm -hmm. and also you know i'm sure that's closely related to the actual process itself so mm -hmm. i'm sure go back and forth a bit between the two yeah, fully. Yeah, fantastic. It reminds me, and if you're listening, hi, Arta, Arta Butelau, I think that's how you say it, who's a part of the Making Permaculture Stronger Developmental Community. In our last gathering, he mentioned the challenge of 
convincing potential clients about working in a more living way. And yeah. I pulled him up on the word convincing and um, I'm planning a conversation with him exploring the moving away from the convincing frame to the invitation or the proposal frame. You know, here's, here's a proposal for you. Here's an invitation for you. And, and I want to put you in a position where you can make a choice as to whether you would like to accept that proposal. And I'll make a choice as to whether I would like to work with you in any other way, you know, outside of it and so on. So it's a, it's a timely and topical conversation. My, my inclination is, and my personal interest too, I'd love to hear you share, like if we start with the, the value that, we're talking about a value-adding process in Carol Sanford's language. Ultimately, it's a livelihood, an extension of your livelihood or a new edge of your livelihood where you transfer or add some kind of value to other people's lives. And narrowing down on the kind, we're talking about doing that through working with them is a process guide or educator or resource and a particular kind of process within that. How I'd love to hear you describe, just lay out and sort of summarize your take on, on what it is, what it is you'd be offering this value through. You know, what, what, what is the nature of the process? Just a high level summary or description. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting to focus on the value side of it because that's another area where I have doubts, you know, that being a, a bit of a beginner in terms of doing it in the sort of client space, you know, it, right now I'm actually working through the, the agrarians uh, course, you know, like on their planner membership yeah. and they offer so much great stuff for such a reasonable price. It's hard to imagine myself offering anything, you know, close to that to someone yeah. who, who is, you know, looking for this kind of guidance. But um, so the value adding process, I think is being able to lead someone through a process of getting to know and clarify, like bringing out into the light what it is that they want to do in a place, how they want their life to be in that place, and what it is that about that place that's currently not right for what they want to do. Finding out, finding those tensions and smoothing them out. So finding ways to smooth out the difference between how they want their life to be in that place and how it is right now. And the reason I can offer some value in that is because of my experience working in different land-based enterprises over the years um, and my, the work that I've put in learning about systems of design, systems of holistic uh, management, that kind of thing, bringing those things together so that they don't have to go through all the messy work of figuring out a way to approach it. They can follow a guide who's done some of that work and can hopefully lead them through a process that uncovers for them how to move forward on their land. Mm -hmm. Sounds said. a bit waffling. No, not nicely said. What one one thing I'd offer off the bat was I for me, what how you shared it landed is there was an asymmetry there in terms of it could be interpreted what you said as I want, I want to figure out how the humans want to be, how what they want to do here. And then we'll look for discrepancies between that and where the land is now. And then we'll basically, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll beat the land into, into shape so it can, right. when well, you probably don't, I suspect what you're, you're getting at is it's more of a symmetrical, there's a symmetry of focus and honoring there first. You know, what, is, what is the place? What is the, in the sense, what, is, what does the land want? And then how do, we, how, do we, how do we navigate? How do we create a reciprocal dance here? No, it's a good point though, because I think when you think of someone wanting to hire a consultant or, or engage a service, you think of them wanting to fulfill their needs. And we're coming into it with some other agenda, which is that we want our client is also the land. And so it's no, it's a good point. Like, how can that be part of the message from the start? Yeah, yeah because I, I remember 
I gratefully remember very early on, I read a line from Bill Mollison saying, no matter what you and the, what the client thinks and, and what, in a way, what, what the surface shape of the conversation is, Gaia is your primary client, yeah. something like that. I mean, one, one thing I have found is that something that comes to me from Savory's work with holistic management is that really deep down, if you get to what people really want, it's probably going to be quite good. But if, if they're aware that they're nested in a system or other systems, they, what they want is going to be quite good for those systems. So if you can use processes that make them remember that they're part of a watershed, that they're part of a community, yeah. um, then what they really want within that is going to be good for the wider whole too. And I think it sounds good in theory. I'm sure in practice, it's hard to get someone to that point where they're really thinking that way. But I, that's that's the the hope for the processes that's that you're really... That, that's the theory. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I feel some resonance with that. If, if There's so many blocks that I think we need to work through in terms of getting really deeply in touch with, with what we really want deep down and what brings us alive. And, and as you say that, I realize for me, a lot of the excitement is, is not just ultimately supporting the, the evolution of land in a way that's, that, that's also supporting the evolution of the folk there, but that the process itself can end up belonging within the rest of life, the way in which it's being conducted. Yeah. Yeah. In, in any case, we're, we're, not, we're not looking in totally different directions here. This is good. <laughs> <laughs> and also something else that's coming up for me is, is the meta perspective of doing what we can to explore what a living process would be applied to your your process of offering living more living processes to clients and, and pulling in some um, some useful and really tangible practical ideas. I mean, I'll, I'll mention a few. One is uh, mocking up directly from Christopher Alexander. So, so it's mocking up and, and gradual stiffening, like gradually arriving at a, a feasible shape or form or pattern to, to how this works. Yeah. Yeah. One yeah. second. One second. I'm just. I'm just going to have a word to some kids right outside the window. Setting off. It's one tension between various forces that plays plays in my life. Because <laughs> my office has just also became a, a social hub for a lot of people, yeah. young people. So, good, nice here, bit of life in the background. Totally. Yeah, I mean, when you bring up sort of gradual stiffening, that's one of my favorite patterns when you think about the kind of design process but the other one from that part of the pattern language that i remember that i think is very relevant to this is uh structure follows social spaces and he uses it in the pattern language as a really specific way about how to design a room mm. but i think it has a wider application in that we're trying to use this process to get people to see spatial configurations as an expression of the things that happen there rather than just a set physical space or an yes. object yeah. And so I want to try and explore a process that is really like bringing them into that way of seeing things, of seeing it as a, yeah. I, I think the language of centers from Alexander is really useful. And so I don't know if it's translatable, but that idea of something being a center of intensity rather than an object, you know. Uh, Fully. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's so exciting. And for that, to, to support people for that penny to drop in a way, to move away from design by image or what's the thing, where's the thing going to... It's like um, the idea that, that tissue and form grows from where energy flows. So yeah. what, what are the actual events? What are the happenings? Sometimes we talk about design from and for happenings as opposed, opposed to things. Yeah. Which is yeah, getting, exactly. go through the noun. Where's the car park going to? Where, how do we orchestrate the process of 
car parking or of, of arriving in a car and then stopping the car, getting out of the car and entering the, you know, and then suddenly it's a, it's a, it's quite a different thing than just a spot where you can dump your car. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I've been trying to think of ways to keep the process in the zone of, of words and actions for as long as possible before you start going to pictures and mock-ups and things like that. Like trying yeah. to get that, like spend as much time as you can wrestling with like the active part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Before you get down into, um, anything physical really totally um, yeah yeah and that's such a big part of it because that the way we've been brought up images are constantly invading and bombarding yeah. and attempting to hijack and part of that's part of my job is to is to notice that point in which hang on some sort of image just somehow it's almost like a vampire <laughs> like, like like or a limpet or something you know it just entered the process and it's just latched onto you and it's blocking you from being present to what wants to happen here, which probably isn't going to turn out to be exactly like that image that, that came from the magazine or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah, it's a tough one. It's a tough one within myself, too, not, not succumbing to that. But. Yeah. Well, should we, yeah, let's, let's chat about this process of you know, mocking up gradual stiffening and the form of the process. And, and so, and, and part of a living process for me, too, is this idea of moving from trying to assemble a whole from scratch from separate parts and pieces like, you know, we'll take Alec and a landscape and people and click them together into a process to acknowledge the fact that you're already a whole, you're already in process. And, and then how, what would it mean to transform the whole of you being you and doing your, your stuff in the world in these directions? So what's the status of that now? Like, have you done, have you done any voluntary work like this? Or have you, you know, have you, how far away from you are, are you right now from the reality of showing up to someone's place and, and stepping into a process like this? So, so I've not done anything in a sort of official uh, designer-client relationship. Uh, I've been in a lot of places where I've been doing design with the people that I'm working with or at the land that I'm renting. So I, for a while, I was a duck farmer. I had a, a little duck and quail farm, and I worked with uh, some homesteaders there. So my, my way of paying rent was helping them develop their property. I did that at another property later. I moved to, to them and worked with them, setting up their farm and their market mm-hmm. garden. Uh, and I've some of my previous work was in other land-based things where I would sort of be in the group struggling to make design happen the way I thought it should and coming up against physical mistakes on the land, like things in the wrong place, that kind of thing. And also like people's, including my own, people's mental blocks to doing things that made sense. So I've been in lots of situations where I'm doing some kind of, you know, land design-like process. You know, and I work on a farm now with like small scale things come up all the time. But this is this idea of like stepping in with a client um, is, is totally new. And so that's, you know, I'm really at the start of that part of it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It, and it is a continuation. One thing I want to ask you with the folks that you're renting from, you did, you worked on two properties with them. Retrospectively, how do you feel about the quality of that process? Do you feel like that, that I want to do more of that or that was... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, it's a good it's a good question because it's part of why I'm talking with you now because I at the time for example with the first homestead the, the first place where I was renting land I had all I was you know on my second reading of the nature of order I had all this stuff like swimming around in my head I was you know all you know key lined up to the gills and just really wanted to throw that at them mm-hmm. and make them do their property the way I wanted to see it you know and, um, and, you know, I didn't have good results. I was able to help in small scale ways and there were a few nice things, but basically it wasn't a good process. And other times, other processes, I felt like, I remember one place I was working in this place in Missouri called Open Source Ecology. 
And we, we had Darren Doherty actually come and do a webinar with us to talk us through a key line design. Mm -hmm. And so we all did individual designs for the thing. And they kind of adopted mine as the main template because it had the roads on the ridges all nice and, you know, everything mm -hmm. was nicely laid out. And I realized through the process that I hadn't asked the right questions because I put the student housing on the property too close to the house of the people who live there permanently. And they just had this look of no way. We're not having those people that near to us. And I had obviously not been tuning into their wishes deeply enough to really get that. I just kind of stuck them somewhere where it made sense geometrically. Yeah. Um, so I've had lots of experience of, of these processes not going that great. Um, but I also am much further along in my understanding of why that is now, yeah. I hope. Yeah, yeah. And do you, is there anything in front of you? Are you like, have you, are you planning to help a friend out or? Uh, so I've just reached out to a local designer and he's got some extra clients. And so we might start doing some things together. Um, and I want to start doing some voluntary, you know, just little things to, to help help people here and there as a kind of a ramp. But I'd like it to be practice of the process. I want to have something kind of, you know, ready to, in my head, ready to, to roll with. So I'm not just um, in that position I was before where I was, yeah, sort of bouncing around, winging it a bit. Yeah, yeah. I'm getting the sense that something like you having your own context and and then whether they're the same thing or two distinct things in like a list of a set of premises, you know, some, something that you can kind of hold yourself accountable to or, or you can use as a, as a, as a guiding reference point um, would be useful to develop. Have you, have you done anything like that? Have you got anything along the lines of your, your own, the, the core values you'd like to honor as you, as you step yeah. in this direction? Yeah. So I, I use like a, my own little version of holistic management in my life. And so that's how I've kind of arrived at this right. process of emailing you is there was a tension between what I had in my quality of life statement and what I'm actually doing. And I like I, one thing I try and do with my holistic management process is have like a really smooth gradation from the kind of higher level abstract things that are in your quality of life down to the daily like what am I going to do after breakfast yeah so emailing Dan about a mental relationship was in the project of finding permaculture mentors which was in the sort of goal like long-term goal or longer term goal of expanding my field of permaculture interaction which is in the you know relating to the value of wanting to uh regenerate to regenerate living systems as a major part of my uh working you know that so I have that kind of that ladder of of context of right up to my my holistic context and my deep personal values that which is what is telling me why you know it on on paper it might sound like working on a regenerative farm is exactly what i want to be doing but I, because i have these values quite clearly defined and i work on redefining them i know that i'm not doing exactly what it is that yeah. that speaks to me yeah yeah I, I, in my mind i think of it more as like the nested nested holes than the ladder but it's lovely to hear mm. you speaking clearly that this is this is a core part of my practice of holistic decision making is having those underlying deep core values that have nothing to do with goals and the yeah. things i want to be as true as, as true as possible as 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 soon as possible and stay as true as possible for as long as possible you know like the life level things yeah. and then within that there's in service of that larger thing what what i want to be true of the next few years and then i go down to the next the rest of this year and then I often, I often jump somehow from there to this week and this day. It's, it's great to have that going on. One thing I often do too with this sort of thing is generate a subcontext, like a, a, which you may have, but a subset of core values. Like what, what are the, what are the, what, what's my core intention and my core values for me as a design, a living design process resource or whatever you call it. Yeah. So 
so the core values with the core values within that like more like a sort of holistic context statement or um... yeah like a mini context yeah so it would be the core values as in which are like same idea as quality of life statements what are the core what are the core things i want to be true of me stepping in this direction yeah so i've got i mean what i have within like when i do kind of uh solidify something from a value into a goal like this is something i need to try and complete to make that value be true um I try and make like a completion statement, like what what will completion look like? Okay. So for the one that's most relevant to um, to this move I'm making is, I want to make it true that creative participation in regenerating living holes is at the center of my day to day life. Mm. Like right now, it feels per- peripheral to it. I want it to be in the center of my my working life, and that started out as I make my living through creative engagement with ecosystems, and I kind of wrestled with it to make it something that was more true. Mm. And the the statement I have for what that looks like when it's complete is. My best energies and the major, major part of each working week are spent in deeply tuning into living holes, such as gardens, farms, watersheds, forests, organizations, families, and in helping them to uncover and express their fullest potential to thrive holistically. Mm. So it's that's the kind of, if I'm doing that, in my, if my best energies and, and a major part of my time are spent on that, then this goal has sort of yeah. been complete and I'm closer to my value. Really be- beautiful. It's really beautiful to hear your expression of this stuff. Could you read out the, the high level one? Again, uh, creative participation in regenerating living holes is at the center of my day-to-day life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, awesome. um, and each each part of that is—I mean, it all sounds so vague and, and cheesy in a way, but each part of it has really been kind of like uh, worked on to make it mean what I want it to mean, at least to me. Um, to resonate with you, yeah, 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 yeah and and it, it has enough clarity for you to be clear that it's not as true as you'd like it to be, you know, which is it's the job mm-hmm. of the thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's, that's great. That's the sort of thing I was getting at. And I wondered too about a complementary or supporting set of um, more, more you know, very specific, tangible premises as you, as you come to work with, with folks. So like come into a session after a session, you can, you can have a track against this. I mean, I mean let, mm-hmm. let's, let's just explore a couple of examples to get, get across what I'm talking about here. This, this is something that Carol Sanford, has um, stressed, let's say, emphasized with me quite a lot. And, and also the idea of she encourages me and others to, ex- to develop premises as I go into a session or an engagement and to share them explicitly. So this, these are the premises I will be working from. And, I, you know, you can let's hold each other accountable to them. Do they make sense to you? That kind of, kind of thing. Does anything come to mind as a, as a candidate premise? Or is can it- you give me a, just yeah, a, yeah. an example of something about you just so I know what kind of level we're... Yeah, we're yeah, yeah. At. So... An example would be something like hmm, process in the foreground, things in the background. Mm-hmm. So that, that would be the start of a, that would, could be developed into a premise. You know, so as, as a working premise, I always want to have the, the actual process we're using, the process of, of developing the, the co-evolving ecology of these people in this place um, in the foreground. And that, that's, that's the thing I'm working with. And as a byproduct, that's going to spit out or generate where the shit should go, et cetera. Um, and so as a premise, I can use that to keep my, my focus on the, on the process itself. And it's so easy to, to, to be drawn into um, the, the things. Probably be cleared up. Another one might be around, this is one that um, has become more important for me over time, is that it's, it's around... I, I draw a graph that I sometimes share with, share with people. There, you've got time along the bottom, and then you've got these two two lines. And one of them is my involvement, 
and so that's very high at the beginning like it's 100 percent, and then you know after after a month it's 80 percent. after two months it's 60 percent. that sort of thing so which represents the degree to which i'm really stepping in and holding you and and supporting you to to move into this kind of process so i'm going to be much more present early on and i'm going to be designing myself out over time the whole whole idea is to transfer the the ownership and the responsibility to you to 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 incubate and support the germination of, of this way of being in development. Um, and then I draw another line, which starts at zero and then ends up at a hundred after six months or something, which is, is our friendship, let's say. <laughs> I mean, you think twice about whether you want to share that, but my experience is that what happens is initially I'm, I'm very prominent. I'm there primarily as an educational resource and leading it, they're paying me money and so on. And then over time, it's such a beautiful intimate process and you really get to know each other on quite a deep level that we inevitably become friends and at some point uh, we often cross this threshold which is like ah oh, i don't know i came over we had a cup of tea we just chatted as friends we took a walk around and looked at your progress do i so much charging you you know <laughs> it gets ambiguous anyway that, that's secondary that the primary point was that thing about i'm empowering the clients to hold more and more of the process themselves over time something like that as as opposed to falling into an old pattern of I'm designing in an ongoing dependency where as soon as I leave, they're stuffed, the whole thing's going to collapse. That would be another example of a, uh, of a premise. Yeah, I mean, both of those speak to me as very, yeah, great things that would be, I'd want to be true of any engagement I was doing as well. Um, there's something, I don't know how to say it in that way, but there's something around um, like that this being a very personal thing for them and that it's making it clear up front that that the way that this is going to come out right is by people being willing to have personal questions asked. I mean, I don't mean that in like a sort of confrontational, you have to tell me secrets sort of thing, but like, yeah. Yeah. like if, if you say what you think you want, I may ask you to question it again and say, what do you yes. really want? And yes. I, it'd be nice if that was sort of something that people were a little bit expecting and comfortable. With there could be another premise. Like something, it could be like something like loving disruption is a core part of my job description or something, you know, <laughs> yeah. that, nice. that, that's a premise. Yeah. One that would overlap with that might be something around that clarity around what your role is, which to me is very important to communicate and even to, to correct people on because they so easily drift back into the old, more, more expert model. So, you know, the premise could be my role is, is more of a, a river guide or um, process resource than a than a than a, um, a consultant facilitator or expert. Yes, however the wording is, whatever's true for you. And you can see how each of these premises can then do work. And they're a lot like quality of life statements and a core value um, thing. And some, sometimes, sometimes I just kind of bring them together, and yet. As, the, as they stack up, they all represent places where you can, they can be more or less true in any particular engagement. So you can go after, afterwards, well, how did I track against these five or six premises? Oh, that, that one I kind of neglected and slipped down on that. So I'm, I want to I want to bring some energy to that next time and so on. And so you've, you've got the beginnings of like the DNA of, of, of the process approach you want to take a stand for. Yeah, I like that. It's almost like, like a little project specific pattern language for how you're going to be with each other you know and you exactly can, yeah yeah yeah, um, yeah and, and it's it's an edge for me and and formalizing more and, and this being something i share with people too which is which we'll get to because we're talking also about how do you make your offering clear and clarify that what you're offering is probably not exactly what they have in mind at first or it's certainly um culturally it's, it's unconventional 
Yeah. And part of what makes it unconventional is they operate from these premises. And each, each of these premises we're talking about, right, that they radically contrast with the norms of folk in our profession. Mm-hmm. Usually, the, you know, the thing, the design, where everything's going is in the foreground, the, part, the process in the background. Usually we're coming in as the expert. What was the other one? Um, well, this is great because one of the things, the questions I had for you is, it's about explaining it up front. And I've been struggling with this idea, like if I don't sort of make a website with my whole process laid out, they won't yeah. know what to expect and they'll expect something different. But if you lay it out in language, it makes this totally awkward totally. thing that doesn't represent what you're actually trying to do. 100%. Um, and so this is a really nice way of kind of bridging that gap is expressing it as these premises or these patterns of, you know, this is how we're going to be relating to each other as we go forward. I think that's really nice that's a nice little solution that I think I can kind of chew on to try and come up with my own. Yeah. 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 You know, yeah. So I think we've, we've kind of explored that idea. And like, I, I never regret upfront clarity around what are the premises I'm bringing in here or what are the core values I want to honor, whatever the language is, just some, some deep, clear clarity around um, what I want to be true of whatever particular form the, the session or the conversational engagement takes. And you're already, very much kind of attuned to that, the relevance of that and how that works through Alan Savory stuff. So is it, should we, yeah, should we talk about the, how, how, to, how to approach, communicate, invite, propose with people you, you potentially work with and then we can move into the other stuff about charging and yeah, time yeah, that's good. That's already very helpful to be honest. Oh, but yeah, that's great. Yeah, uh, yeah, well, so I'll share a bit. One thing I found, I should say too, that I'm, I've backed right off of, of we've, been, we've moved country and I'm focusing on other stuff. Um, so I haven't been doing much professional one-on-one work. It's been more online courses and stuff. Although that said, last week I started a new process with some folks in the States um, where from New Zealand, I'll be, I'll be doing what we're talking about. And it's, it's thrilling to be back in the game. And we had a wonderful first session where it was really getting across the relevance of context and it was lovely to... to, to to, to find them getting so energized and having and, and a huge, huge amount of resonance with, with that as an initial focus. So in other cases, people kind of nod, but they don't really care. They just want to know what to do. <laughs> yeah. um, tell me what to do. So one thing I do is, in my case, for the last, for quite a while, it's, it hasn't, there hasn't been a, a demand scarcity. So there's been people saying, hey, Dan, would you, would you whatever we, you worked with our friends or for whatever reason we're interested in having you guide us on 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 our on our on our property and so one of the first things i do is is just make space for the goodness of fit conversation and so but usually for me that looked like a, i say well the way i work before i work with someone is is, is without any charge we have a, one, a half an hour or one hour conversation if you're local and it was pre-lockdown let's get together in a cafe um, or in Zoom or whatever, but the point of that conversation will be to get to know each other and f- for me to give you as as clear a sense as I can as, of, of how I work because I work in a specific way and and that's not negotiable f- for me. So I want, I want I want you to understand what it is so you can make a decision. And I also stress that at the same time I want to know who you are and whether I get a, a sense of resonance and I actually want to work with you. So let's come into that conversation with open minds and hearts and see what happens and and go from there. And, I, and typically, I, what, what has someone seen at that point? Like, I, I, do you do your design mostly through 
very edible gardens? Is that the kind of no, not 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 anymore. That was that was a, that was true for a long for a long time, and then I started to I started to do some. In, I was still doing some inside, some outside while I was still in Australia, but now I'm outside of Australia. It's mm-hmm. um, it's I'm not doing design through variable gardens, which was more more of a suburban permaculture focus. Mm-hmm. Even though so are people, I guess what I'm getting at is like, are people coming to this to that conversation already with some kind of awareness of what you? do like what have they seen of your process yeah it, it, it varies a lot sometimes it's just they've had a friend really enthusiastically so you need to work with dan palmer or in other cases they've been following they've heard a podcast or two in mm. other cases they've been referred to me by like a permaculture colleague somewhere somewhere else so so they really vary they really vary mm. and so I, I assume i assume they know nothing really about what i stand for in terms of process and part of what is important for me, like it was with this couple I've just started working with, is I, I want to feel some life in myself as we interact. You know, I, I don't want to feel like I need to force myself to be enjoying the conversation. You know, I, I, want, to, I want to like them. <laughs> I want to spend yeah. time with people that I resonate with and I like them. And I see, I also see a genuine synergy between where they're at and what I feel I can support them with. Yeah. You know, so, so I'm, I'm actually... I, I really sense that I can support you to step into your potential. And at the same time, I can be supporting myself to continue stepping into my potential as we look at what it means to support the land, to step into its potential. Sometimes I draw a diagram on that first conversation with either two or three, a Venn diagram, either two or three overlapping circles. And if it's two, it's, it's you and the place. And, and I'll explain. So the way I work before we get to what might happen, that we, we park that for a while. And I want to get a really deep sense. And I need to stress that there may be tears. You know, I'm trying to get across this is a, this is a deep conversation, and it's hard work. And and I need you to be able to allocate time to this. It's not just a yep. We'll, we'll go through the motions with Dan for an hour. It's a process, and it'll take some time. And I want to get a deep sense of of who you are and what you stand for and what you're aspiring toward, and so on. And, and sometimes I'll say, you know, I have a I have a format. Cool. Called it, I usually just say context rather than holistic context. Um, so and 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 what that is 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 this is this circle, and then then I'd want to I'd want to work with you to get a, a to deepen um, your understanding of. And don't make it sound like that. Like I don't I don't rule out the fact the possibility that they're already deeply in tune with the landscape. Although generally they wouldn't be calling me if they were. Um, you know, but then then we'll, we'll 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 kind of put that work on yourself to one side, and that can continue to mature and evolve, and marinate. And then we'll focus on the land and ask similar questions: Who is this place? What 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 what's the essence of this place? What what is it? Where's it? What where's it? Where's it heading? What's going on already? What's its character? What's its mood? And etc. Um, and that's the second circle. And then the focus will will be sitting into the question of what's the overlap? You know, mm. and and what's possible within that. That overlap. Now, I don't always share this, but one thing I'm looking for early on is firstly, is there an overlap? And secondly, how big is it? And thirdly, which way is it moving? Because the the people are usually shifting faster than the landscape in a way, but the landscape's moving as well. So, you know, is, is, is the landscape circle moving away from the people or, uh, you know, or, or, or is, are the people more city oriented and still got a very like more mechanical business orientation? And yet I can see a softening and they're, they're engaging with new literature and one of them is about to quit their job, you know, so there's, there's a sense of that they're, they're moving closer to the land. 
And, and that's that's a big question for me because if there's no overlap or if there's a small overlap and they're moving apart, it's probably not for me, you know, because <laughs> you're trying to force something that doesn't want to fit. Yeah. If these are these are not complementary trajectories here. And so to have integrity in terms of my premises, um, and that, this would be another premise too, would be about authenticity or part of my job is to have no barrier between, you know, part of what you're paying me for is to be radically honest with you. Um, and there's been times where I've had, I've, I've said, hey, my senses, there's actually, there's not an overlap here. I'm not sure you can live the life you want to live in a way that works for the landscape. And so, you know, <laughs> that's, yeah. that's, that's it. And sometimes that's a hard thing to um, present. Uh, and sometimes, you know, the reality is they would be better moving somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. So th those, those are some of the things that often come up in that conversation. I'm also more and more encouraging myself as an intellectually dom uh, centered person to just, just notice what I'm feeling in my body mm -hmm. as well and more energetic kind of sensing. And, and, you know, if you spend half an hour, an hour with a couple, let's say, you can pick up an awful lot in terms of how aligned are they, where are the tensions, what is it that lights each of them up, um, what, what's the, what's the um, nature of their working relationship already, because you know, sometimes one pattern is that one of them is the champion, you know, it's their project, and the other one is kind of like a tag-along that might be more or less willing or reluctant. Sometimes it's a really genuine partnership and so on. So I just like to get a felt sense of, of that. Yeah. And at this point, are you, um, like, I think, I feel like one of the humps I would have to get over would be saying like, I'm probably not going to give you a design like with a capital D, you know, that, yeah. that side yeah. of it, does, does that kind of come up in this discussion that the process, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And the so, process is going to be a bit more drawn out than what they might have yeah. conceived. Yeah. yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. It's really important to, to get that across and, and such a deep, perception and expectation that you're the design expert you'll give us a design it'll tell us exactly what to do when to do it and fantastic so yeah it's it's important to me and this would be part of that disrupt disruptive premise to disrupt that idea and, and do everything i can to ensure and sometimes it's really hard because people tend to agree because for whatever reason they found you and you've been recommended so they just want to nod and get through the jump over the get through the hoop so so in their mind, I can be the expert who gives them a design. Mm -hmm. So that yeah, I try to bring enough disruption there to get across, you know, to be to be really clear. I don't. I work in a non-conventional way, and I'm not interested in giving you a master plan. This, this is not something I offer, and and I appreciate that maybe something that you really want. And if so, yeah, I'm not I'm not your guy. And however, what I'm interested in is supporting you to to get a working feel for a process. And for a lot of people I work with, this is feels like quite a a new thing it, it, you know it, it, some people described as as, as life-changing and you know that that sort of scale it's not it's it, there might be some really unfamiliar aspects to it but the whole point of it is to support you to be fully involved in your journey on your land and to and to relax into a process that teases out and brings into the foreground the best possible steps that you could take one at a time such that the most amazing um patterns and forms and, and solutions or whatever emerge in front of you as you walk into this path. And I don't know a process that is more capable of generating um, the most beautiful, whole, all forces honoring outcomes than this. And, that, and that's what I'm interested in. And, and most people have trouble 
saying, no, I'm not interested in that. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> They're like, so hang on, you're telling me that whatever, well, I don't really understand it yet, but you seem to be saying it's not conventional and yet it's going to give us the best possible outcomes we could, we could imagine. You know, people tend to be like, sounds good. That sounds good. But I'm still looking for any clues that, that let me know what they really want is, is business as usual. I've got a, a lovely builder colleague and friends on who he's got certain red flag words when he's talking with some clients about maybe building a, working with them to build a house. He describes his profession as he says, I help people procure shelter for themselves. <laughs> but anyway, one of his red flags is resale value. So if, if the clients mention resale value, he's basically like, thanks for your time. Catch you later. I'm not your guy. <laughs> and and in, in my case, the red flag would be like, so yeah, yeah, no, we get all that. Totally get what you're saying. Sounds fantastic. And so when when would you have us to design? You know, that kind of thing. You're like, yeah. okay, all right. Sometimes I'll pull out a computer and show them a, a process, you know, or send them to a video of me sharing a process. Because the, the more they know about what they're getting into, the better. Yeah. Um, and I, I really do want them to want it to, for it to genuinely want it to be a good a good fit yeah yeah you have that way of describing it that makes it sound so fulfilling and juicy that it's hard to imagine someone you know uh, that that is a i don't know if it's a strength or a weakness that i have yeah i can <laughs> I, I i have seem to be able to get people excited about just about anything which is risky because i can get them excited about this so i've got to be careful in a way i need to tone that down so i can you know it's almost like you, yeah, you, you don't want to overdo it, which I probably do. Right. You know, you, you just, you want to kind of make it clear, look, there's, there's the normal way and there's this way. I'm obviously into this way, but what, 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 reson what resonates with you? And, and it's also, there's a really important, I mean, you, I don't know if you're probably familiar with the distinction that I got from Alexander between context and form. So context are the requirements, the, the things you can't change, the things you can't shift or form and that you have to, fit in with so and that's what the scale of permanence is is one manifestation of context form concept so you start with context um, climate is context geography is context water is mostly context but you but you can add dams and redirect it and so on and then as you move down the scale you're moving more into things like topsoil fencing structures trees that you have more influence over and so i, I like to to be present to that distinction when I'm interacting with the clients and figuring out what's, what's what's context and what's form. Because on the one hand, people often aren't familiar with this way of designing yet, this way of being in process. Um, and and so I'm trying to get a sense of where's the line between context and form? Like, like to, to what extent do I feel like these people would actually be open and flexible enough and, and, and able to shift and explore different ways of being in process and to what extent is, is it fixed? So is, is it a context? Is it context? Where's the line? And acknowledging the line is always shifting. Within them, you mean? Like which Within them, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that, is, is, there, is there current expectation of, of a master plan and, and Dan's going to be the expert and tell us what to do with our lives? Is that context? You know, is, is, that, is that locked in? Is that an unchangeable part of the situation unlikely to change? Because if so, good to know early on because i'm out of here or is it form is it something that i if i can ask the right questions and honor my premises that underneath that deep down they don't even realize that what they really want is, is a living process and I, mean, I, I guess you could i don't know if you'd call it a conceit but i would say that one of my underlying hypotheses or assumptions is that deep down everyone wants living process yeah. you know deep down everyone wants life 
and 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 to me re-engaging in what it means to be alive and to um, be stewarding and participating in living processes is one of the most deeply human and nourishing things that can happen you know so i'm, a, I'm, I'm not evangelical but i'm i have my biases <laughs> yeah 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 and and one, one, one other thing i'll mention too is the the microcosm macrocosm thing so i that and i'll also mention a quote i heard recently which is i don't know who said it but it was that the beginning is the most delicate of times so this this initial engagement with them which is it's the good fit call there's no money involved it's, it's just a chat mm-hmm. at the same time that chat is 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 setting a whole lot of parameters around what it's going to be like to work together you know how how open people are going to be how guarded they're going to be how much humor there is or isn't you know just just what the quality of the interaction is um, and it's it's a microcosm and the macrocosm. So the experience of us being together for half an hour or an hour, just like the experience of you and me having this conversation, you know, it tells us what it would be like if we were to have a longer conversation or to hang out together. And so I'm, I'm looking through this half an hour with these people into the next two years. Mm-hmm. And, and, and of course, they're getting a taste as well. And a lot of people's decision-making isn't to do with their rational assessment of, you know, does, does what this person offering meet up with my expectations what's the cost it's just the felt that felt really good you know i don't really understand what he was saying but (laughs) i felt some kind of resonance there and some kind of trust you're already starting to build um, building trust which is oh man you've got me going now so many layers to this right because that if you're inviting someone into a radically different way of being in process there needs to be trust and if you're inviting them to have deep hearted conversations where there may be tears and you're inviting them to really reach deep into their heart and soul and articulate what it is that brings them most alive, which involves fears and sadnesses and that, you know, different feelings, there needs to be trust. And so part of what I'm already doing is, is assessing how much trust can be built and, 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 and building it right now from the beginning. Yeah. Well, you, you, you're gonna, in the first 10 minutes, you're going to, you're going to have to trust me to, go off on this kind of riff start riffing about this thing you don't really understand and you know and i'm getting a sense of whether you're trusting <laughs> you know there's there's any substance here of i'm a nutter or not or, or whatever it's a very strange interaction because it's like we're saying that the almost the first thing we do or maybe the second thing we do is going to be to go to your deepest yeah, you know, right. most yeah. closely held values you know things that you never say to anyone and we're going to just jump right to that in our relationship it's an interesting interesting pitch but i yes, feel like it yeah. also that's part of why it's so appealing because people really have that they want to be asked that question yeah you- yeah there's a there's a hunger for that there's also really appropriate fear about it as well and 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 it's the trust that i don't know allows the fear to be there and the conversation still to happen something like that and and the connectivity as well like why are we having this deep and meaningful conversation we just want you to design our farm or whatever really landing that connectivity that Unless, unless we dive into this and do this work, you're going to end up with a copy and paste job that doesn't really represent you and doesn't really let you express yourself in, the, in, in partnership with this place. And, that, and, that, and, and I kind of stress, it's, this, this isn't negotiable. You know, I, I can't actually be of service to you. As I said to these, this couple last week, I can't be of service to you until we have this. And there's, there's a way I actually need, you need to be okay to format it. Something like this. You know, I need a core intention. I need these core value statements. And once we've got that, that is my that is, that is what I'm in service of. 
you know that that is what I'm supporting you to honor and I'm, I'm there'll be probably times when I'm holding I'm challenging you and holding you accountable to what you told me you really wanted but suddenly the focus isn't so much on on, on you know me me and you it's it's you and me turning our orientation to head towards these these things together and I get across too that sometimes in explaining this I get across that if we don't do this work whether I want to or not I am going to unconsciously project my own desires onto you in the situation and we're going to end up doing the stuff I, I would do if it was my place mm-hmm. but it's not my place and I'm going to leave at some point it's your place and so why wouldn't why won't, why won't we do the work of you figuring out what you're about so you can you can do the things that are going to bring you ongoing nourishment that sort of thing yeah there's yeah. a there's a lot in that there's a I mean there's a universe in that first conversation do you find that people are um are looking to build trust on the kind of more technical side of things too that they're like yeah. I want to know that you know how to put in the road or whatever you know what I mean are they yeah, are they probing sure. that and it, yeah. how does that relate to that conversation because you're sort of saying well that's one part of it I want to talk about I want to talk about this your feelings about yeah. your home and they're yeah, saying well yeah. actually my question was about my fencing you know like how yeah, is that? Exactly. <laughs> yeah that, that is really important and and because of my track record, it's it's usually fairly effortless and easy. Often people, often that that line has been crossed before the meeting starts. They've looked online, yeah. they've seen our oh, dams have been involved in whatever all these was bang projects with dams and roads and fences. He clearly knows his stuff on that functional technical level, mm. um, and and then I show up in a way that reinforces that. So yeah, it's 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 that dance between yes, we're talking about an incredibly rigorous, you know, practically. Um, sensible efficient process and we're also talking about feelings and tears and you know the the, the, the this, this this other stuff and and one other thing that is often happening is that particularly when there's a couple or I remember a time when there was two families living on the same place or just bought the same place I mean it's not like I'm doing all these things at once I mean I'm just kind of winging it really but to some degree, at some moments, I'm kind of scanning them and getting a sense for what it is they're interested in. Because someone's leaning in when you're talking about fences and tractors and dams, right? And then and someone else is half asleep. And then someone's leaning in when I'm talking about hopes and dreams and visions and core values and decision-making. And, and, the, and the other person is now falling asleep, that kind of thing. And so it's, it's almost like I'm throwing out these little um, aspects, highlighting these aspects of what it would be like to work together to pull everyone in. And realize, yeah. oh right, and and it's so beautiful for me after some of these conversations, which have sometimes been really memorable for people. They're like, oh my god, I'm sitting there in this first conversation that we started with two years ago, and I, I went into that thinking, oh yeah, we're just here to meet this guy Dan, who's going to tell the guys what to do, and we're not going to be that involved. And 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 within within a few minutes, Dan had us closing our eyes, <laughs> closing our eyes and took us through this kind of guided meditation. And we're just like, yes, yes, this is our, this is our, this is our domain. We, we, we are welcome here. We can participate here. We can add yeah. value to this. Yeah. Yeah. So there's, there's, there's a lot going on. That's lovely though. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 it's really, be- it's really beautiful, beautiful stuff. And, and then the rest in a way is history. You know, you get that initial, I'd say that that meeting and then the first actual official, you know, you're paying me now for my time session. Yeah. You you bring the right energy to that and 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 then the rest is just it just flows. You know, it's yeah. The trust is there, the the thing is away. Yeah. Exciting. It's so exciting. Love it. That's a lot. I love it. That's 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 your first half hour 
Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's the first half. We've already got so much. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, this seems like a natural place to cut it. Stay tuned for the next installment, the completion of Alec and my conversation in the very next episode.